0: your breath
1: make a wish count to three come with me and you'll be in a world of
0: pure imagination take a look and you'll see into your imagination Cheryl Fook, writing and rewriting history
1: first ever national pilot for Texas Tech the boot is away. And it's gone. Razor! Welcome one, welcome all to the tortillas and takes podcast. Here we're on once again with your boy. I'll be sure. And we're at the well, we're kind of at the mid-season point. We're eight games into a 12-game season. It's so really the two-thirds way point. Um, which is still the middle of the season. So it's time for us to do a recap. The bi-week recap. And so to recap this abysmal, abysmal season. Uh, we have the people champ himself, Jeremy Gillen, to put a rose or lipstick on this pig of a season.
0: I got my favorite nipple-tinted lipstick to go, we're going to make this pig look pretty. And if you don't get that reference, Albie, you're not paying attention. It's the best color lipstick you can get. That's all I understand from fashion TikTok.
1: My my algorithm does not go to the same uh, messages. Um, <laughs> so, 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 uh, uh so yeah, so this this season has been a, a rough one. Uh this off season was fantastic. This off season we had our head coach climbing tra- Cranes. We got into a lot of battles with the Texas Longhorn fan base. Everybody thought that okay, it's between Kansas State and Texas for the title, but that Texas Tech team, they're right there. Watch out for them. It'll be it'll be close. They could do it and we were all feeling ourselves in the preseason, right? Jeremy and I were predicting an, uh, an assortment of wins, um, and we thought, you know what? Worst come to worst, even the most realistic of us were saying, well, this is going to be a team that at the very least will be above average, right? Eight games of the season, we're three and five, and that's, that's, that's below average. That's two games below average, actually. And so uh, this team has been about as disappointing as a Texas Tech team as I've seen since being a fan of this team. I don't know a team as dis- not as bad. We've had worse teams. We my God, we've had worse teams. But this is probably the most disappointing Texas Tech team I've ever witnessed.
0: Disappointing. That's a good word. This season so far. Here's our here's our midseason. You get a you get a word. You know, some people will pick a word at the beginning of the year, like, this is my word of the year. So I'm gonna focus on. Um the word of the midseason is disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad version of Sesame Street. Um just disappointment. Like so much energy going in. I saw a tweet today that said we cannot blame Joey Maguire for only talking about this 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 team's ceiling. And you know, that's it. And, and I guess like in my mind it goes to, "Oh yeah, he well, never okay, talks so about how I saw that same the could
1: No, be. I guess. okay, tell her. I saw the same tweet.
0: Um
1: and what coach does? <laughs> Like, what coach is like, yeah, no, like what coach is like, yeah, no, our ceiling is the Big 12 championship, but, yeah, let me tell you, ah, we could be pretty bad, too. <laughs> like, what coach is, like, I don't have a, I, I did see that tweet, and it made me think, I don't have a problem with Joey McGuire propping up the team. I have no problem with I have no problem with Joey McGuire saying, "Hey, I think this team can do really special things. Hey, I think this team can be really good. We're going to compete for a Big Twelve title. We have everything at our disposal to do so." I have no problem with him doing all that because he's supposed to. Every coach, every coach we've ever had does that, right? Every like, if your coach doesn't do that, is a bigger question of like, who the hell is it? Like, imagine if Joey McGuire instead came in this year and said, "You know what? I don't know. We'll be pretty mid." <laughs> like, you should have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine after that kind of season last year? He's like, you know what, guys? That was great. I loved it. First season. Love the love the love out here in Raider land. Yeah. Like, let's is, just uh, – let's take it easy this season.
1: Like he, Thank you for all exactly. the money. Let's take it easy. <laughs> exactly. Let's go he's supposed fine. to do that. Like, that's not a – I have zero problems with him having expectations to be good. Right? Like, that's – and that is – I have no problem with everything Jordan McGuire did this offseason. And I also have no problem with the team – with the fan base – feeling like we should be good because here's the thing here's the biggest problem that i have with everybody with texas longhorns fans saying oh i never i never understood the hype the hype was deserved the hype was warranted and i and i don't like texas tech fans also saying oh well we didn't you know we didn't deserve the hype or we bought it the hype was deserved the team has not lived up to it that that is as simple simple as that Right? And it's not there's been a lot of excuses as to why this team is three and five. There's a lot been a lot of, oh well, these are Matt Wells guys, or oh well, you know, the Joey still needs more years to coach them up, or wait till we get Joey's guys. A lot of excuses. Right? And and don't I'm 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 really big on don't switch up now. Right? At the beginning of the year I said I thought this team was good enough to go nine and three. That was my preseason prediction. Excuse me. With my preseason prediction, I thought this team could compete for a spot in the Big 12 championship game, right? Um, I actually said that I thought that this team would be right there with an opportunity to get there, and they would lose to Texas at the very end, and Texas would get our spot. That that was a prediction I made at the very beginning of the season. Um But we were going to be there. That team, with those pieces, I still to this day, if I, if I, knowing what I know now could go back in time, I would still say the same thing, because that team is still good enough, talented enough from what we knew at the time that to to do so. This was a team that was returning the majority of their players from an eight and five season. Right? Shout out to my boy Ty. He brought up a really great point at the beginning of the season to where a lot of those 50-50 balls, a lot of those 50-50 games like Houston, like Texas, like Oklahoma, went our way last year. And he felt that we were just gonna regress to the mean and it wasn't gonna go our way as much, right? Even in that scenario, that's still an eight and four Team, maybe 7, if you think that we're just going to improve on the team we had last year, we'd be about a 7, 5, 8, and 14, right? Um The problem is, is that this team that was talented, that did have everything at their disposal, has not lived up to that. Has not lived up to that. Duran Bradley was a preseason All-Big 12 player. Hasn't got it done. Lowick Fungi was supposed to take the step. He has not got it done. Mason Tharp has not got it done. Steve Linton, with the exception of one or two games, has not got it done. Um, you know, uh, 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 even I would even argue, even though I think the secondary's played okay, right? Mason Dunlap has not got it done. Like there, there are some pieces on our team that just Miles, uh, Miles Cole has not got it done, right? Like, like these are players that have not played like they we needed to them them to play to live up to the hype. Ty, oh. Don't get me... Tyler Shuck. I'm probably the biggest one on Tyler Shuck's bandwagon. He simply, before he got hurt, did not get it done. Uh, Baron Morton. Everybody hopped on Baron Morton. I would argue Baron Morton didn't... He you, you mentioned it. Game manager the game changer. He didn't change the game. He was not that game changer. He didn't get it done. Right? Like So the team has not lived up to the hype. The team has not lived up to what... To, I would even say the team has not played as well as they played just last year. All the guys that I mentioned did either played as the same as they were last year, so didn't improve, or have played worse. And that is the issue at hand.
0: Yeah, and so you look at that, and I mean, if I'm thinking, if somebody's like, who who this season has impressed you? The only two names really coming to mind as impressing are Ben Roberts because he came out of nowhere and he's played the hardest that anybody could ask him to on defense from the get go, and Taj Brooks because of you know the limited time that he's had the space that he's had still making you know maximizing his time with the ball he's still that dude right improved from last season still that dude but that outside of that I'm stuck right I get so frustrated thinking about. You know, we hear these rumors, we hear these speculations, we hear a little bit of inside information. How much money the university spent on some of these players to stick around. And sure, in the age of NIL, that's part, that's the name, of, in the, before NIL, you know, that's the name of the game. That's part of it. It's a business before anything else. But some of the money that we have spent on these players, I'm like, you could have invested this literally anywhere yep, else uh, and gotten yep. better output. <laughs> you could have got, you could have invested on some vending machines and got more money back because some of these players who the university has dropped tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on have just not done anything with it. And I'm not saying like, go out and like, Hey, show me your portfolio or whatever. I'm not saying like they haven't made an improvement to their game. They haven't made, they haven't been game changers. Right, some highlights, and I was telling one of my buddies the other day, if we're just thinking about wide receivers, like Bradley, especially, it gives me just TJ Vasher vibes. Like, TJ Vasher can go up and give you a Sports Center top 10 at any moment, but when he gets that, you can guarantee it's not like an, there's a plenty of, there's like 15, 20 plays until you see him make another good catch again. It's just there's no consistency with the skill level that you have around the table. And with the season that we had last year, you figured okay, you got the coaching staff has settled, right? They had their first season. They got it a lot of excitement. They're learning a lot of things about this team, the culture, the dynamics of the city, all this, that, and the other. And now the players are settling in with a familiar coaching staff, right? It's good to have coaching staff who sticks around. We're making a jump forward, right? They're bought in on the brand. We saw the brand promotional material. We saw the t- the brand TV show, like, we're making the steps forward. We're going to go out. We're going to win a Big 12 championship. The real the hype was real. The belief was there. The execution has been faulty at best. It's just like and it's 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 really hard. It's just hard to believe, I think, for me that this is the reality. That like, oh, Texas Tech had this incredible season last year and it was the coach's first year. I think, okay, maybe he'll regress but he's not regress. He shouldn't regress because he has all these players coming back. He has a lot of experience coming back. Like, that should hopefully keep him from regressing. And we have a favorable schedule, or I thought at the time. But you've regressed in such a hard way that, you know, people are obviously like, look, are we going to call, is the seat heating up? Which, you know, that's kind of, that's its own thing. Um, no, it's not. But like, the walls are closing in. <laughs> um Something is going to have to happen. And looking at the rest of the schedule, it's like, I don't know. I don't know where this team is going to be. Because you have to have a complete identity change from the first half of the season to the second for anything to fall your way with the teams that we're playing in the future. This brand, 60 Minutes of Us, I don't want 60 Minutes of Us anymore. I don't want that. I agree with that guy's tweet. I am tired of – I don't even want one minute of us. After that BYU game – I don't want any minutes of us. I need a new. I need a new identity. Please, thank you. It's okay to rebrand. The athletic department will put out new banners or whatever. Yeah, Let's I mean something. Something has to change,
1: right? Like that's the thing is, is that something has to change because this is, you know, Joe McGuire is very much a player's coach. He's players. We. we it, the off season was great. The vibes were immaculate in the off season. Right, the, Everything was good. Everything was nice and fun and frolicky and it was all okay. But the thing about it is, is that a lot of the things from last season we had. Last season, Zach Kittley was not a great offensive coordinator. Let's be honest. Last season, there was big questions on Zach Kittley. There was a thought that I subscribed to that it was his first year coordinating at a major level. We were able to still win games. He will get better. He has gotten worse. He's gotten more stubborn, is what it seems like. Yeah. He, he's got. Really and also, it. Joey McGuire's kind of shown his stubbornness. Right? Uh, we talked about it in previous episodes where there's a difference between sticking up for your guys and, and, and just being plain stubborn. And, and through some of, the, some of the press conferences, it's been much more just that stubbornness of, oh, well, you know, if it would have worked... Everybody would be saying a different tune. No, we said it before. You even did it. You know? It's not... That's not how that, that works. If it's not working, it's not working. I, I do got to correct myself. I made a mention of Malik Dunlap not living up to potential. And I was wrong. I, 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 it's, I was thinking of actually Rayshad Williams. Rayshad Williams has been bad in the second Yeah,
0: Rayshad Williams.
1: Just bad in the second tier. Remember, we heard at a camp that he was actually fighting for a starting spot with Braylon Lux, which I found very interesting. And odd, and now we know why. Something happened to Rayshad Williams. I, I don't know what happened to him, but something happened to him. And then when Braylon Lux gets injured and, and Williams gets a chance to kind of earn his spot back, he loses it again. Right? Just, just he has not been playing very well. I, I would argue, I would argue the only players that have really impressed me, another guy that impressed me, I think Malik Dunlap is one of them. He's done great. I think the law firm has been good. Tony Bradford and, and Jalen Hutchins, the law firm has been really good yeah. here um as well Uh, but impress you mentioned it with ben roberts josiah pierre when he's on the field has been really good but impress hmm and mind you we're all talking defense we're talking about half of the defensive players um we have not mentioned an offensive player yeah todd brooks of course outside of todd brooks we haven't we haven't really mentioned an offensive player i think the o-line has been okay cole spencer when he's in the game has been decent Right, Dennis Wilburn and these in the game has been decent. But um we we haven't really mentioned very many offensive plays outside of John Brooks. And I don't think anyone deserved it to be I mentioned. I don't think so.
0: And it, it that's so hard. That's such a hard thing for Texas Tech. Is like this this team that this this program that's kind of a become synonymous with offense is now we have a stagnant a Lethargic. I mean, a comatose, like a, a, a non-existent. We're non-existent offensively. It, it's hard for me to look at this team and say, "Oh, we can go get points," because there's games this year where we should have gone and get, gone and had points easy, and we just didn't make it happen. Like we we were unable to. <sighs> capitalize and not able to call up the right plays. And it's like, oh, let's go for, you got four downs at the goal line. Let's go for four passes. I'm like, what kind of play calling is that? I don't understand. And we're joking about it. And it's going to be a theme. This will be a joke for a long time. Fourth and two, what do you do? Four ah, let's throw the f- four verts. Let's throw the fade. Let's get it out there. Let's throw it out there with our third string. And it, it, it's, it's comical. And I keep waiting for the punchline. I keep waiting for this like, oh, just kidding. We actually, we figured out what the problem was and now we're going to fix it and everything's going to be better uh, because we have all the tools and stuff and it's just, we, it's just not coming. Like there's no hope at the end of the tunnel. There's no hope I can see at the end of the tunnel because the teams that we've beat, we've beaten three teams this year, Tarleton State, Houston, and Baylor. And if you look at the big 12 standings, Houston- Baylor are both terrible right and Tarleton State would be way below everybody else the only other team that's like on the rest of the schedule that's worse than us is UCF and they may be us (laughs) like I can't be sure anymore because we said the same thing about BYU that okay let's respect our opponent we're going into Provo it was a scary game you know but if we look at the analytics and we look at how this team is playing right now, how our team is playing right now, this should be a dub, right? It may be tough, it may be a road environment, but this should be a dub. Like we'll game plan, blah, blah, blah. And sixty minutes of us was the worst football I've watched in some time. <laughs> and I'm a Saints fan. So it was it was bad, man. And I think that with how and here's my here's my question. For me, I had somebody ask this, you know, are you still like all in on Joey Maguire I think I am all in on Joey Maguire I think the thing I need to see depending on the rest I mean with however the rest of the season goes I need to see Joey Maguire's head coaching I need to see his job expand I need to see more like action from him And as it it goes to... Because even like the press conferences, the things he is saying now, I'm just like, this doesn't sound good. Like, oh, everybody likes it when it works and nobody likes it when it doesn't work. I'm like, I don't... You can't care what everybody's saying about... I mean, you're kind of alluding to that you don't care, but like, we're not asking you to care about what we think. We're asking you to run the ball because you have one of the best running backs in the Big 12. And your coordinator is rather relying on a third-string quarterback freshman who... I mean, the best thing he's done that looked good and looked like it wasn't a fluke yeah. was running the ball. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just like, there's just a lot of questions, Albert. And this midst, this is not where I wanted to be in October. I wanted to be, Oh, well, I mean, if I think about it, I thought I predicted one loss at this point. I thought Kansas State would be our first loss, and then we bounced back with a win against BYU. So that's what... Seven and what? Three, six, seven seven and one. one. I thought at this point in the season we'd be seven and one, flying high. And I also thought, in my mind, Tyler Shuck would would be hurt. So I hate that that prediction came true. But I thought Baron Morton would have been showing good colors, and we'd be flying, and everything be going good. We'd be playing this crazy defense, and the world would have to take notice, and we'd be ranked. And here we are, the butt of the jokes yet again. Eating crow every week yeah, I said that, <laughs> for one reason uh, I or said another.
1: Baron Morton was the best backup quarterback in the conference, uh, and I mean, Hoover from TCU has balled out. Avery Johnson from Kansas State has balled out. Uh, of course, Kansas's backup quarterback has balled out. Jason Bean, uh, Malik, uh, Malik Murphy from Texas, he's getting his opportunity now. Um, so I don't even know if Baron Morton is top three backup quarterback in the conference. Um, that's top three back and forth. that we've actually got a chance to see in the conference. So, so let's let's do a little rundown of the season, shall we? Been talking about it. So, it starts off with a nice double overtime loss at Wyoming, which we were hoping was a fluke. It was pretty pretty bad. And you know, what's funny that game at Wyoming was very was was a, a microcosm, and it was foreshadowing of how disappointing this entire season was going to be. Um, and we were all pretty depressed after that game. Right? We were all like, man, we had, we had, we were so hyped on this team for them to lose game one was pretty terrible at Wyoming. Uh, we were depressed. And we had Cody, you know, we, we joked about that Cody Campbell message and to stick behind the team and, and all that other stuff. But uh, bad loss. Then we have a game against Oregon that the team fights hard, but we're up two possessions in the fourth quarter and we still find a way to lose. Um, I don't know, I can't remember the last time a team was up nine. In the late in the second half and lose by eight, full 17 point turnaround. Excuse me, um, but yeah, lose to Oregon, top 15 team when we had it in the, in the palm of our hands. Uh, then big win against Tarleton State, followed by a pretty bad loss at West Virginia, a team that was predicted projected to be the worst team in the Big 12. Now we know that West Virginia has actually been a lot better than that, but still. Was supposed to be a game that was going to be a nice, easy win. Was not lose that game. First loss to West Virginia in quite a while. But guess what, Jeremy? Back to back wins home against Houston at Baylor, right? And not just wins, but in the blowout fashion. Houston keeps it close in the first half because your boy Donovan Smith was decided to turn up. Uh, but second half shut them out. Offense scores blowout against Houston. Against Baylor, that game was never close. Absolute d- dismantling of the Bears. But then, blowout in the second half against Kansas State, and then the worst loss of the season against BYU to where we we never we're never even in the game. That's the that's the only game this year that there was never one time in this game where I felt like we were going to win. Not one point where I felt like we were going to win, and so ending the first two thirds of the season on the lowest point you can as you go into the bye week, um, and we kind of already talked about where we where we are and what our thoughts are, but where do we go? Well, you mentioned it. We have home against TCU at Kansas, home against UCF at Texas, right? Of those four teams, we know UCF is pretty bad. Right now, they're only one of two winless teams in the Big 12. But but we know, I mean, Texas is Texas. They're competing for a college football playoff spot, a potential national championship. Uh, Kansas is actually, they're 5-2 and on the season. They're one game away from bowl eligibility, and they look like one of the better teams in the Big 12. TCU has been very up and down, but let me tell you something: they they they're they're not going over here getting blown out by BYU. I'll tell you that much. So, you know, so where do you go? Actually, the other ones that destroyed BYU. So where do you go from here? What do what do you think?
0: If if we had had, you ended the season with you ended this mid you, you ended this BYU game, the Kansas State game with no fight. Um your whole bigger you know tougher whatever being the toughest hardworking country team in the country <clears throat> you haven't had that you haven't had your brand you've you failed your own brand here in the season and I'm not sure what it is ironically your defense has been working hard uh, that Kansas State game was a little bit different a little bit challenging but like your defense has been working pretty hard to keep you in a lot of these games um, and the offense has just come up short so where do you go from here man you you need three more wins you've got tcu kansas ucf texas we're playing two home two away and i would and unfortunately unfortunately i would say i would have said earlier the season like oh home games no we win home games like we've done pretty good at winning home games um I can't trust that. I can't trust that anymore with the way that TCU's been playing, of course, um, better uh, at home, but like still a dangerous team. Uh, and UCF, like the way that they played Oklahoma. I'm like, you're going to have to pull out some serious, uh, this bye week better be transformative because the team that you are feeling right now cannot beat any one of these teams that we're about to play. So where do you go from here? You either fix what is like just deeply broken about this team and that I think comes from an administrative standpoint of like we are not calling good games the only coach for me that's done their job well is DeRuiter and he can't even he can't like his his team's out there 80 percent of the time he's still going to give up points because they're dog tired so for me like where are we going from here this is in my mind in my heart you're going to lose all four of these games I need to see and this there's a big asterisk here on Baron Morton, right? When does Baron Morton come back? We said that we hoped that he would be benched against BYU, which he was, which gives him two weeks of healing an AC joint, um, which is a, or more than that, which is a really big win. So I think he'll come back healthy, um, maybe a little sore, but definitely healed and healthy for TCU. But, you know, Barron Morton won out here, wasn't out here like wowing everybody either. And so, man, I feel like I just feel like we're about to lose these four games. And that is not at all where I thought this season <laughs> would be. And I feel really gross. Jimmy I got that. some
1: trivia for you. <laughs> of the eight games we've played this year, remember this is a take three defense. Of the eight games we played this year, how many games did we win the turnover battle? Uh
0: um I would say, dang,
1: I want to say zero or one. Surprisingly, three. Of those three games, you want to know what our record is? Three and oh. We're one and two. We're one and two in games. (laughs) So even when we win the turnover battle, we're losing. We lost to Wyoming, yet won all the turnover battle, uh, forcing two turnovers to our one. And then also the only other game... Uh, that we did end up winning the turnover battle was um, uh, against West Virginia, where we forced two turnovers and we didn't commit any. Uh, you want to know, this is a take three, how many games we have forced three turnovers?
0: Oh, I was thinking about the take three on the last one. Um, one. Tarleton State. That's right? what I was thinking. Tarleton State.
1: <laughs> take three. Take three, and we've only taken three one time. And we've given three a few times. We've only taken three one time. That, that's a big piece also. Like, to, to, I do agree with you that Tim DeRue has done a good job. But we can't force turnovers. It reminds me of when we had David Gibbs. Remember David Gibbs? Cliff Kingsbury finally got a defensive coordinator to stick around for more than a season. And his whole thing was, is at the time when he was hired on, he was the best turnover-forcing defensive coordinator in the country. That was his whole thing. He was like, look, my whole thing is we are going to do every fumble drill possible, every interception drill possible. We are going to get turnovers. So, yes, we're going to give a bunch of yards because our defensive guys have no talent. But we're going to force turnovers. Remember that? That was the whole thing. And um, two things happened when we had David Gibbs as defensive coordinator. One, we did give up a lot of yards. Give up a lot of yards. Like a crap ton of yards. But... We also did not need interceptions or turnovers, right, at all. We, we didn't do either one. We, we, we gave up all the yards, and we got none of the reward. And um, luckily, Timber Rooter actually has limited yards, but still no turnovers. And also something he preached as well when he first came to Texas Tech. So that is the one, biggest negative that I would say is that we just haven't got – Malik Dunlap was getting a bunch of interceptions earlier in the season. Hasn't has, He has still played well at corner, but hasn't gotten a lot of turnovers, a lot of interceptions. We just haven't gotten that. Um, you know, uh, the fumbles we've actually been able to get a decent amount of fumbles forced, uh, but we recover getting recoveries, making them turning them into something. And when we are getting turnovers, they're not really nothing's coming from it, so so that's a big piece there, too. Um, a lot of questions as to how we're going to be able to do what we need to do going forward, but no questions as to how we're going to address because we're going to address with Charlie Hustle charliehustle.com. <laughs> is one of the sponsors of this podcast. They're a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. They want you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed Texas Tech Apparel today. They are the official retailer, uh, official vintage retailer of the Big 12 Conference and of Texas Tech. To show off that Texas Tech spirit all season long, they've got you covered with your collegiate apparel needs. Use our promo code 101215. That's T E N one two one five to get fifteen percent off of all non-sale items. We're trying to hook you up with that South South cotton. All right. So shop today at CharlieHustle.com, Charlie Hustle Vintage Made Fresh. Uh, so yeah, Jeremy. All uh, right, so what do you what what is your now both of us predicted nine and three throughout start of the year. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. We're not gonna be able to go nine and three this year. That's guaranteed. Um, yeah, so you kind of alluded to it, but if you could change that prediction, knowing what you know now at three and five, four games to go, where does that adjust? Do we make a bowl game? You know, are we, what, what is our end of season result?
0: Based on the way that this, this whole season has been going, um, we've moved away from the close one loss oh man if only you know wyoming oregon and west virginia i was definitely on the wagon of like you know we lost but it was one possession games and like little adjustments here and there we got it like this is a team that can win those games we just haven't been doing it i will take a nine and (laughs) three i'll I'll take that season um but then you play kansas state and then you play byu and nothing uh, it's just getting worse it's getting worse, and I have no faith in the way the ship is running. So right now, my my, I've adjusted. I'm adjusting my final prediction for this season to be that we do not make a bowl game. It is going to be hella scary and frustrating for everybody. Um, it will be a miracle for me. I think it'll be a miracle if you beat one more team. And if you're gonna beat one more Ooh. team, it's either gonna be TCU or UCF TCU because it's on a Thursday and well, well, I don't know. When's the last time TCU's destroyed our hopes and dreams on a Thursday? Not that long ago. Um, or UCF, right? A home game. I think you have a much better chance to pick up a win. So for me, dude, no, no bowl game this year. And I think you in the season, like four and eight, which is just a disgusting, like reversal. (laughs) Of last season.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to continue my uh, optimism for the season. We're going seven and five. No, I'm just joking. Uh, five and seven. Five and seven is where I... So you actually mentioned the two, team, the two games that I do think Texas Tech has a good shot at. This is not me making a prediction for those actual previews because who knows, things change. But uh, extra time homing against TCU. Asterix, if Baron Morton is playing against TCU... If Jake Sean is playing, sorry, I can't go... I can't, I can't predict that. But if Barry Morton is playing against TCU, then I think we are going to be able to pull that off. Because TCU also has looked shoddy, to say the least. Um, and then home against UCF, who also looks pretty bad. Uh, but, yeah, at Kansas, at Texas, Lord have mercy. Like, that's that's all I can really say at this point. Like, Lord have mercy on our souls as we play those two. I never thought I'd say that about Kansas, but that's where we are. Um... So another place of where we are, Jeremy, is Adidas, Texas Tech.
0: We just talked about Charlie
1: Hustle, but Texas Tech's making the move from Under Armour to Adidas. How do you feel about that move? Man,
0: Adidas, Adidas, the German-led professional brand of crap. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't know if I would have been happy with any. I don't care about the brand. I'm going to be real with you. I'm, I'm so far removed from that mindset. I don't care about the brand. I'll be wearing all kinds of random stuff all the time. I'm just happy that it fits. I do think with Adidas, if I'm looking at this from a strictly business point of view for the university, which they're obviously I don't know. We'll see how the recruiting changes if if it does or not. You know, kids like kids like what you wear. So it it kids like what you wear. If you're wearing cool stuff, they want to be a part of that, right? So um that's definitely a big pitch for like Oregon's, you know, university. So I think business perspective uh, there's no way that it's not going to be like we all we know is like oh adidas july 2024 i think there's no way it's not going to be us tied to the patrick mahomes brand i think like that's what made this thing make sense for adidas and they can't like if they want to promote this mahomes brand they have to do it the school he was at um so it would make no sense if they didn't and so i think we'll have that really interesting logo i'm gonna call it interesting um I've never seen an I've never seen an athlete logo where they try to incorporate the name that's looked good. The only like logo for an athlete that's looked good is Jordan because the silhouette. <laughs> um, and so I think that from a business perspective, great. You're the flagship program for this Patrick Mahomes gear, and you're joining like a pretty decent cohort of Adidas brand schools. Um, I'm interested to see. I will say, how do you move the Patrick Mahomes logo from football? Are are the rest of our teams just going to be strictly Adidas? Like, are we having Patrick Mahomes basketball gear? I don't know. Probably not. So, you know, what's the rest of that going to look like? I'm just very fascinated to see how Adidas, because back in our day, Adidas was making crap, crap jerseys. Like, it did not look good, right? They were very basic. They were doing, but maybe they've grown up. Maybe they've, you know, maybe they figured this out. And I don't know. I I like that we're having a change because I just, I'm a big fan of change. Every year, I like to just go make changes around my own house. I'm a big fan of that. So why not? Let's let's have Adidas if it's making the university money, and it's kind of changing things up. Then maybe maybe we need that. You know, maybe we need to step away from Under Armour. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Uh, so first of all, you said that no athlete has had a good uh, athlete logo outside of Jordan. I disagree. Tiger Woods logo is fantastic, and that's actually has his initials T W. Um, TB12 Tom Brady's I think that's a good logo. It's a, it's a, the TB12 is a good logo. You are correct that most people do not have a good logo. I think LeBron's I don't like LeBron's shoes. Uh, his logo is decent. It Has a crown. It has an LJ. It's hard to notice. It's hard to notice LeBron's is LJ. Though. Yeah. Um, I think that's a decent logo. James Harden logo I think is a good one that also has James Harden's name on it. That's another one that's hard. I think the best ones actually are the ones that it's hard to realize that his their initials are in there like uh, James Harden and LeBron's, is, you you couldn't really make it out. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean, so there, but there are Allen Iverson he has a great logo that I I three. Okay, so I don't but you know. You're writing this about. one. <laughs> well, no, you're writing that Kyrie has a good logo, Melo has a good logo, but you are writing this. The best logo, athlete logos I can think of are now Tiger Woods is one of the best, but Jordan, Kobe, which does not have his initials and Ken Griffey Jr. arguably have the three best athlete logos and all three of them do not have their initials in there whatsoever. So, um, so you do have a point uh, in that aspect. So there's that. Um, so yeah, my thoughts of us switching to Adidas, and I feel like between the two of you I, I care about this a lot more than you do. Um, <laughs> so first, before I get into it let's talk about Under Armour. <clears throat> yes sir! When Texas Tech like, first signed up with Under Armour, it was a slam dunk. And I, I, the reason why it was a slam dunk was because, let's face it, at the time, we, in the 2000s, Nike did our uh, football. Adidas did our basketball. And it, it was kind of a mix and match between the various sports. Then finally, Adidas decided, hey, we'll take everything but that, but football. And then they said, we'll take everything. Right? It looked terrible. Uh, Nike didn't care about us. Adidas really didn't care about us. And Under Armour a relatively new brand, swooped in and said, hey, Texas Tech, right now the only team we have is Maryland because our CEO is to the University of Maryland, we would like you to be one of our, our first schools on. And Texas Tech said, yes, you actually care about us and you will take us on for all of our sports and you will pay us a decent amount of money to do so? Absolutely. And it was a great partnership. Under Armour had the juice. But I when I was Under Armour was relatively new when I was in high school, and if you had Under Armour gloves and you had Under Armour Dry Fits and all that other stuff, they had it. They had the, if you remember, they had the science behind it. They had the 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 stuff that was going to restrict the amount of sweat that you're sweating, right? It's going to keep hold that in, right? The, the stuff that they had was all revolutionary, um, and and yeah, the stuff wasn't really swaggy, but it was it was cool because you had it, right? It was it was it was nice. It was good performance based. They had stickier gloves. They had all that stuff. Right, and so it had good brand recognition, even if the stuff wasn't didn't look good. Um, and, and most importantly for Texas Tech, they they value Texas Tech. Now Under Armour has never stopped somewhat valuing Texas Tech. I mean, there's a huge banner in the indoor track um, facility that we're the Under Armour facility. they still value, value Texas Tech as we've gone forward. But the problem is especially as this university has cared more and more about other sports that are not football, is that Under Armour really stinks at almost every sport not named football. <laughs> like nobody wants to... They don't have a good presence in soccer. They have a terrible... They tried basketball when Steph Curry was doing his thing. And Steph Curry... Let me tell you something about Under Armour. Steph, Steph Curry's were so bad. Steph Curry was getting slandered so much for having these Under Armour shoes... That if today you went out to go buy Curry's, you can barely even see the Under Armour logo. Steph Curry himself said, listen, we're going to make my logo so big that people don't realize they're buying Under Armour, right? (laughs) That's that's how it is for Under Armour basketball. Other sports, they don't have any soccer.
0: Move on. We'll say basketball for a second. You know what's funny is that the closest Under Armour ever got to having the most prestige available in basketball was 2019. And Virginia stole it from them. Not just with our game. Remember, they knocked out Auburn on a fluke three, um, and we we were this close to having a Auburn Texas Tech Under Armour National Championship game. Like they were excited, which they've never had. And Virginia they said, "They've never
1: had a national basketball national not- champion. <laughs> well, and, and they never had a basketball national champion. So that's a great point. So like, so there's that. So that, that's the, that's the issue with Under Armour. And shoes, I think, matter so much more in basketball than any other sports. So I think I just cared more about basketball and other sports in general. Um, that matters, right? And it matters, and I, I, I think a lot of people don't realize just how much it matters in basketball. And, and one of the re- ways that it matters is, is AAU. So Nike and Adidas own, legitimately own a lot of AAU teams across the country. Um, you know, they own basketball tournaments, they own all this stuff. Nike Adidas have kind of fought back and forth for this high school talent. A great example of this is Zion. Zion's AAU team was a Nike-based AAU team. Right? Zion was not going to go to a university that was not Nike. Period. He was never gonna do it. His choices were amongst the Nike teams. There's a lot of top-tier athletes that are kind of have the same way. And it's not necessarily that you have to do Nike. I mean you don't have to, you don't have, you can do whatever the hell you want. But a couple of things is usually you already have the in with Nike or Adidas. You already have it in with those type of people. You know that for Zion, for example, being the number one uh, or the number two prospect in the country at the time, if he sticks with Nike, goes to Nike University, and goes to the NBA, he's already gonna be signed with Nike, which he was, right? Um, and so this happens all the time. And not only that, but you've been playing in Nikes the entire time you've been in the 80s since you were 10, 12 years old. So you're gonna to want to stick with those shoes. So there's that another thing. So Under Armour doesn't have that. Under Armour doesn't have basketball in that aspect, right? It's just Nike and Adidas. And I think Puma has a couple, but there's Nike and Adidas. And so under you, so it like you're you're just missing out on recruits just because they won't like you just if there's a Nike athlete that's only gonna stick with Nike and Adidas that's only gonna stick with Adidas, you're just missing out on all those recruits. So everybody thinks it's just as simple as oh, well, kids don't like Under Armour. They don't. But there's that aspect, too. We're just flat out not even putting our hat in the ring for these Nike and Adidas athletes. So that alone made me want to get out of Under Armour. Right? So as far as what I know, as far as Nike and Adidas. So Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, they all fought to see, to, and, and I was actually surprised how bad all three of them fought to want to be Texas Tech's loan apparel provider. Um, Phil Knight came down to Lubbock and all that stuff. Uh you know, Adidas gave Texas Tech an offer they couldn't refuse and an offer Under Armour can't match. Adidas wants, and, I, and and the reason why Adidas is pushing it so hard is they want to push the Mahomes brand. I mean, you'll, you'll never push Mahomes more than you could possibly push him right now in 2023 just want another MVP, just want another Super Bowl. You got to strike now while you can. You don't know how long it's going to last. And this is the time to push the Mahomes brand. I think the Mahomes brand, a football player has never been able to sell shoes and gear by himself. Right? Like even Tom Brady might have sold shoes and gear up in, in Massachusetts. But like football players haven't been able to do it. If anybody could possibly do it, it might be Mahomes. So they're pushing it. Adidas is saying we might be able to do this. Right. And so by doing so, that's why they're investing so much in Texas Tech. We're going to get that ugly ass logo on all of our stuff. Right. And I'm actually okay with it. The logo's ugly. I ain't going to hold you. The logo don't look good. Right. But it does make us stand out more than every other lame Adidas university. And that's what I care about. I think we'll still get the three stripes. Maybe the three stripes won't be as prominent right and and there's so many times in the NCAA tournament where I look at every Adidas team and it's just copy paste, and I just get annoyed by it. Maybe having the Mahomes gear it's a little bit different. maybe in football it'll be a little bit different, right, and it'll be interesting to see how this how are the shoes going to be different, But I do think the fact that we are with Adidas, we do get access to those players, and the fact that we are going to be separately branded, it'll be interesting to see if Adidas treats the Mahomes brand like Nike has treated Jordan, right. And so that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm curious about. But I do think anything that make, excuse me, anything to separate us, I think is a win.
0: If what, what separated us with Under Armour was that they absolutely wanted us. And a lot of, so this is another, <clears throat> like you, you're looking for that similar kind of boost. Here it is. But it's with Adidas, which is crazy. Higher access, more recognition. Um, and with Mahomes, if with the Mahomes brand, obviously Mahomes is going to have somewhat of a hand on it, albeit probably very minimal. But, you know, there's no bigger advocate for Texas Tech University. So I think that all those factors kind of together, you're, you're in a really good spot. And I know a lot of people dunk on, oh, the Adidas look like whatever, look like whatever. I'm just like, to an extent, I understand in the same extent, some of the teams that haven't changed their uniforms in 60 years are some of the winningest teams possible. And it's just like, you know, at a certain point, you got to, there's bigger issues than just what you're wearing. Right. So well, I, I do think it's a, people just, people
1: win. want a, people want a Nike. That, that's all it is. I mean, it's but like, it's uh, anybody who's complaining about Adidas, Under Armour doesn't look good either. Right. Like, so PayPal, hey you beat, you beat like, Oregon, like,
0: you get Nike. You didn't do it. So you don't deserve it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, our friend of the pod, Lali Young, uh, you know, he, he and, and actually, when we had, we, when he hopped on the pod a couple, uh, you know, a year or two ago, he actually was talking about this and how kids want Nike. He's a head football coach. They want to wear Nike. They want to wear that. And then he has a great point in that. Um, but I would say you want Nike to care. And like Oklahoma State and TCU is going to brag about being a Nike school all day long, but Nike doesn't give two craps about that. I, I, if you ever go get a chance to, um, tour the Oklahoma State and TCU um, uh, facilities on YouTube. I, I'm trying to I'm blanking on the name of the YouTube channel right now. Uh, dissected the dissected series where they, they tour those areas. It's so distinctly different watching TCU and Oklahoma State versus Texas and Oklahoma and Duke, right? Because Texas, Oklahoma, and Duke Nike cares, and you see the care and the type of shoes that they get and the type of stuff they get. Then you watch Oklahoma TCU. They're like, hey man, look at look at these. Look at these Kyrie's from three years ago that our players get to wear, right? Duke's over here like, man, we got custom this, and this is the shoe that Grayson Allen liked to wear that was custom made. And Jason Tatum, Texas over here like, yeah, we got this whole wall of of all this Nike gear and and all this other stuff. Oklahoma State's like, yeah, man. Um, so Nike, <laughs> it's, it's it's cool, right? And they they're just leaning on leaning on the Nike name, and that's uh, that's my thing is like I, I, a good example of this is. A&M got to brag for the longest time that they were Adidas' only Texas school. And they, they hit that home. And, and when you watch the Dissected, they have a whole wall of Adidas stuff. A- Adidas cared about A&M. Well, A&M can't make that claim anymore. I would argue that if Adidas puts the same thought and care into Texas Tech as they do a and that's a win. And if you, if you go look at the Dissected for Texas A&M, I was thoroughly impressed. Adidas puts a lot of time and effort and care. And that's what you want from your provider. More than anything, is you won't care. I I personally thought Under Armour could have done more with Texas Tech basketball, and they just didn't. When you're when especially when they're when they're from so far behind as they are, to do more. Adidas I think gives us a better situation for all sports, you know. And with the Mahomes brand, I think it separates us on the football side too.
0: I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so it's kind of a a positive thing, but not like not super excited, but definitely not upset.
1: I mean moving from Under Armour is a win, let me tell you. It's just it's a win. And they're and they're and they're broke. And they're broke. Why why we ain't gotta we ain't gotta assimilate them ourselves to broke boys. Yeah. Come on. Right? <laughs> you know, uh Under Armour might be a local based company. Charlie Hustle might be bigger than Under Armour in the next five years.
0: Hey, you ain't lying.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so um a bunch of broke boys. So uh and you know, Adidas is they're they're a soccer, they're a soccer based uh Young company and we're we're soccer champs. So that's, that's true. Good. So
0: let's see that's some cool women's soccer gear. Let's go. You and I both know that's not gonna happen.
1: But I know, but I just wanted um, to put it out there, you know. <laughs> put it on the I respect I respect that. I respect that. And what I also respect is prize picks. So I know we're on a bye week. I know we ain't got no Texas Tech game to bet on this week. That doesn't mean you can't still bet on prize picks using our promo code takes 12 That's T A K es 12 that's just gonna give you a hundred percent match up to one hundred dollars right use that promo code probably was, you know in one of my group chats uh, earlier today a friend of mine was talking about how he's gonna get into NBA this year because Prize Picks is too easy it's easy money Oof. right they got college, college basketballs coming up college football is in, in prime fashion so that easy money that my boy is getting you can get that too but you, you gotta use our promo code to get some of that free money and double down on that money. All right? Jay-Z told you to take the five hundred thousand. I'm telling you to take this free money as well. So takes twelve T-A-K-E-S one two to get that hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. Um Jimmy, did you hear about that? Everybody yeah. is debating that Jay whether to take the five hundred thousand or the dinner with Jay Z. And Jay-Z was like, Take take the money. Take the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey man, like imagine you take the imagine you take the dinner with Jay Z and you're eating with Jay Z and he's just like, why did why did my my whole conversation? Yeah, (laughs) hey, I don't know why you didn't take the money. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because um, you know, so uh, High the Prince who used to be signed to Kanye's label was like, no man, I I would take the I would would take dinner with Jay Z. See, a lot of y'all ain't never touched five hundred thousand. That's how you don't know it's not real money. And I'm and you know I was reading. I was like, well, yeah, of course they haven't touched five hundred thousand. That's why they would take the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all out here struggling to make fifty thousand dollars a year, and that's why y'all would take the money. I, I, yes, say I hi, obviously.
0: Correct. This is why <laughs> I would like the money. Jay Z can't do anything for me. Yeah,
1: uh, just uh, you know, they just. And never touch of course they have not touch five hundred thousand. We would take the money. Anybody who takes the dinner with Jay Z is just a is just a dummy. It's just, actually Jay Z actually said that if it's it's he'd be he would he would say you take the money because all of his lessons are in his music. So there's that too. So you like take the five hundred thousand and spend ten ninety nine and buy my album. <laughs> you get a discount. Hey man,
0: good hip hop artist. I said everything I need to on the album.
1: Yeah, That's right. So um but anyways, so yeah. Um I hope I hope uh, Joe McGuire listens to Jay Z's album, get some wisdom, <laughs> get some get some wisdom for this three and five team. Lord Jesus, uh, that that wasn't it. is was the good news of the week that we are. I, I like how Texas Tech Athletics was like, hey guys, don't worry about the BYU game. What's what switching. All right, it's almost like they were like they called uh, Mahomes after the game. and was like, hey man, send the tweet, send the tweet, send it, send it. <laughs> Tweet, tweet, Send tweet it. now! <laughs> Put that shirt on. Like, I thought we were gonna. I thought Mahomes was probably like. I thought we were gonna wait to the end of the year. No, 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 no! Send it now. <laughs> we just lost <laughs> the BYU. Send it now.
0: We need the. We need the. You know, Micah Hudson can't commit every week. Send the tweet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's hilarious. Oh man! So, uh, anything else you want to say to the people?
0: Well, we got a couple more games of football. It's still football. So Saturdays are still special. But, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, because Albert and I both picked kind of a disappointing season, that the tortillas and takes curse will reverse itself. We'll, we'll play in our favor since we both picked bad seasons. We'll have a good season. I don't a Good rest of the season. I don't know. Maybe.
1: I, I don't man, Watch If we rattle off four straight wins, I don't even know.
0: I would not care if we rattled off. Three straight losses, and we beat Texas. Then I would be satisfied, right? I want the last, I want the last win.
1: I want yeah, the last
0: win facts. so bad.
1: That's facts. I will say, and actually, we didn't we didn't get a chance to talk about this too much, but we're kind of running at the end of time. Um, but if we look to the the rest of the conference real quick, um, with Oklahoma State under or Oklahoma, sorry, undefeated right now, four zero in conference. Uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, Kansas State at three and one. Kansas, BYU, West Virginia, Baylor. At two and two, TCU and Tech both at two and three, uh, Houston one and three, and then UCF and Cincinnati both one and four. Um, who, who wins the conference for you?
0: Oklahoma's schedule for me makes me want to say Oklahoma, which is weird. Um, that's not true. I, I, the way Oklahoma has, sorry, Oklahoma's finished. The beginning of the season was really fanciful for them, but I do think that maybe Texas has an easier off ramp here. That I would say that at this point, it's probably going to be Texas.
1: Well, you know, really it's all whoever wins the Big 12 championship
0: game. Oh, okay. Well, do you think Oklahoma and Texas will probably play that play each other again?
1: Yeah, probably. I think Texas is going to win the Big 12 champion, the Big 12. I think that's that's kind of unfortunately. That's uh uh that's that's the piece here. I think they're the best team in the conference. I know that they lost Oklahoma, I get all that. I think that rematch is going to um hit a little different. And the, the, I I do because I think the thing about it is, is that they each could lose one more game and still meet in the in the in the Big Twelve title Yeah, this this conference. I is will say one year. good thing about. Yeah, I, I will say one good thing is, is that they both look beatable, which for a while neither team looked beatable. They both now look beatable with the near wins. You know, Texas barely beating Houston, and then Quinn Ewers being out for a few weeks. Oklahoma barely beating UCF, like. They both look beatable. I mean, Houston, uh, Texas is the end of this. I mean, they have home against BYU, home against K State. That K-State game's gonna loom large. Right? Um, at Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State's not the best team, but they're they're fires and they're three and one in conference right now. Nobody expected that. Right? I think that's the team I had last in the conference just because of everything that was happening in the offseason. Yeah. But in Ames is a tough bat place to play. So, like you could theoretically see Texas losing against Kansas State and then at Iowa State. That that makes sense to me. That could happen. At TCU, TCU's had their number. You know what I mean? So like, it's not it's not a foregone conclusion, but I do think this is the best Texas team we've seen in over a decade, and I do think they will find a way, even if they end up losing one more game, still find a way to the Big Twelve title game to win it. Well, can't say no to that. So um, Arizona versus Texas, who you got in the World Series?
0: Arizona. I don't care. Show. I don't care. So,
1: anyways, we're <laughs> <laughs> I hope they, uh, you know, Arizona, I guess. Who cares? I'm not watching that. The
0: meteor. Yeah. Stuff.
1: The <laughs> meteor. So, um, anyways, let's get up out of here for the people champ that is Jeremy Gillen. This is the Rangers' biggest hater, I'll be sure. And you'll be listening to the Chatea's and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network, as always. Stay right, people.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.